Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me now and we will explore these topics and so much more with fascinating guests, authors, and experts who will guide us to Destination Unlimited. Are you sensitive to subtle energy? Do you think you have the sparks of psychic gifts, such as clairvoyance, clairaudience, or clairsentience, that you would like to develop? What techniques may you use to bring these gifts to the fore? My guest this week on Destination Unlimited, Shanda Parkinson, says you may unlock your natural gifts and discover your best area of psychic expertise with meditations she has created. Shanda Parkinson is a psychic intuitive who has worked as a spiritual mentor, speaker, and tarot reader for 15 years. She has helped hundreds of clients achieve their goals and restore energy in their lives. Her website is ShandaParkinson.com, and she joins me this week to share her path and new book, Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense. Please join me in welcoming to Destination Unlimited, Shanda Parkinson. Welcome, Shanda. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Victor. And thank you for joining us today. Please share with our listeners your path and how you recognized your psychic senses. Ah, fabulous question. And it's a very interesting story. I would say to begin with that I... I don't necessarily uh, feel that I would have chosen this path. I mean, I, I think it's one of those interesting classic situations where the past sort of chooses you. Um, you know, I was I was off to the East Coast in my early 20s to get a graduate degree in theater arts. And I was going to be an arts administrator and teacher. And, you know, I was pretty darn set on that path. Um, and within a few months of uh, leaving the Midwest, um, three family members passed away uh, within a few months of my arriving on the East Coast. And um, let's just say it definitely set me on a little bit of a, an awakening. Um, just a little bit. Yeah, my spiritual path kind of kickstarted and I was really hungry and eager to figure out uh, what happens to us when we die. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't really super content with Uh, you know, the answers I'd received in my religious upbringing, and I needed to diverge from that and completely separate from that path so I could really explore. And so, you know, the uh, piles and stacks of graduate study books on my nightstand were replaced by uh, spiritual books of every sort. I think I was learning about, oh my gosh, you know, conversations with God and past lives and life after death and near death experiences. And, you know, as, as a lot of people do that 
are sparked on their own spiritual journey, um, I was no different. I was really eager, thirsty, hungry, yeah, uh, to try to sort this whole conundrum out about what happens uh, when we die. Of course, you know, I don't really think that I, I, I obviously none of us really know. <laughs> we'll see what happens when we get there. But I can tell you that I happened upon a spiritualist uh, church while I was on the East Coast and I had a reading with a medium and I knew at that moment I was home. I was just, I was home. I knew that there was a link. I didn't know what the link was. I just, the warmth and comfort and excitement that washed over me, um, to this day, I still remember that moment. And, and so, you know, I, I wasn't aware of my, I guess, my own personal abilities at that point. But it was out of a devotion to things like meditation, trying to figure out if I could astral, tra astral travel. Believe it or not, I devoted hours upon hours to try to astral travel um, because I really wanted to feel what it was like to leave my body. I, I thought maybe if I could crack this nut of what it feels like when people die, right? Maybe I would you know, further that depth of understanding and awareness or peace or closure, you know, as I was trying to still sort of seek this, this sense of closure. And by accident, through that process, I discovered my, my own psychic gifts. So honestly, it's an interesting story. I, you know, unlike others, was not really seeking uh, my psychic gifts. They sort of came to me through the process of trying to astral travel. In retrospect, as a child, do you recall anything that may have been a hint of this? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I don't have these really fascinating, super exciting stories that some people have about their childhood, but I do remember knowing things before they happened. I, I remember being an incredibly imaginative child. I could escape into my own world for hours at a time. And I, I mean, I just had the most interesting imaginary friends. And so, knowing things before they happened was a thing that I guess you could say in my teenage uh, years and in, into my early 20s, I was like scratching my head, like, doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> uh, doesn't everybody know what's going to happen before it happens? But, um, you know, and so in reflection, when I hit my spiritual journey, I realized that it was happening to me as a child, but it wasn't until then. I just thought it was normal when I was a kid. You know? That's what we think when we're children. When I was growing yeah. up in the 1950s, <laughs> my subtle senses were emerging, and I was discouraged by my parents from sharing these until one day when I walked in, and I said, Grandpa was just here. And, I said, and they said, what do you mean, Grandpa? <gasps> I said, Grandpa was just here. He was in my room. And a few moments later, the phone rang with word that my grandfather had passed away. So Ooh. they sort of looked at me with weird eyes, and of course, they were <laughs> upset that my grandfather had passed away. But that point of acknowledgement for me was very important. What would you offer to parents with young children who are starting to uh, demonstrate these gifts? Uh, that is, I have three children myself, and so I've obviously have had lots of experience muddling, you know, as a parent, when you know, interesting things are happening to your children, and um, you don't need to be fancy about it. I think that's the best thing. Normalize it, allow it, um, you know, make the more the more we can make our children feel like this is just a regular occurrence. It's 
nothing to be afraid of. Let's talk about it. If you want to talk about it, I'm here for you, you know, uh, but not to make it, not to overblow it, not to make it a big deal. I think kids really do well, like you and I did. I mean, at a certain point in our youth, feeling like it was just a normal thing. You know, we, we do much better if it's just allowed, you know, to be, it's just allowed to be a part of our experience. Um, give us space, give kids space to talk about it. And if they want to, and absolutely, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is everyone capable of developing these gifts or does one have to be born with them? Oh, no, I, I do believe we are all born with them. So listen, you know, like we're five sensory, six, sen- and then, you know, six sensory beings. And so we all have some capacity. We are all just very different uh, psychic receivers. And so I, I absolutely 100% believe we all have our own special sensitivity or way about being able to receive whatever it is that our, our special sort of knack is, or our special sort of how our compass works and how our compass receives. And, and I, I've witnessed, you know, hundreds of people over the years be able to sort that out, figure it out from this, them for themselves and come in and step into their own gifts. Um, and it's like exercise. It's like, it's a muscle. You develop it over time. Um, it really is a path of a lifetime. And, and so, yeah, I, I encourage anyone with even a minor curiosity, this doesn't have to be for the, uh, these super overwhelmingly gifted people in the world, everybody has this capacity on some level. You had mentioned challenges with your birth faith in terms of accepting these gifts and working with them. Yeah. What yeah. do you say to people whose birth faiths, their religions, tell them not to, not to do this, that it's not right, that it's wrong? Yeah. Ooh. And that was a tough one. I'm going to be honest. It was really rough. I, at one point, personally was about to enter the seminary to become a Lutheran pastor. Okay. So like, this is really, really close to my heart. Um, And I can say without a doubt that I've experienced nothing, but what I would, I would say is near God with this work, something that allows us to tap into such beautiful, inspiring, rich connections with spirit and just to know more about ourselves and this world that we're living in. There's so much more than meets the eye. And so you absolutely can rectify um, your religious upbringing or what your religion is with all of these, these gifts, because I truly do believe that they come from a higher place of some, uh, of some kind that we are aren't, you know, this wasn't a mistake. We weren't given this multi-sensory capability um, by mistake or by accident or to feel shame or guilt, you know? So I say, if you feel called into pursuing um, your own gifts and developing uh, your own psychic abilities and psychic, by the way, means of the soul. And so what do we do, right? When we're in our, our spiritual practices or we're close to God or we're close to whatever that higher power is that you personally believe in, it is like, um, you know, it's magical and it allows us to be more of who we are, right? It allows us to really fully encapsulate, um, the, the monumental expansive stretches and capabilities of our minds 
And um, so anyway, you touched on obviously a very, a topic that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, but because I live in the Midwest, I work with a lot of people in the Midwest and, and many of us have grown up kind of in the same structured <laughs> pattern, you know, of, you, you know, we all went to church and we all did the thing at church and we all heard that this was not necessarily uh, uh, good for us or it was evil or stay, you know, at an arm's length from all of it. And so it was really hard for myself even to distance from the conditioning, you know, uh, to be able to let the the beauty of this all in. And, and just to share with you, um, I, uh, our listeners, most of our listeners know this, but my path, which I had spent 42 years in business until a year ago, March, but also in my late thirties, my path reopened. And in the process of doing so, it led me to interfaith ministry. And I attended the new oh. seminary of New York back in the nineties wow. was ordained an interfaith ministry. <gasps> Wow, and, and 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 part of my work as an interfaith minister is spiritual counseling and coaching, and in the process of doing that, I I call upon these gifts in order to help those who come to me. So, goosebumps moment. Thank you for that. Oh You're wow, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So, so absolutely, and and many of the folks who are called to that calling to interfaith ministry, where we embrace all people of all faiths. Uh, also have this sense of spiritual guidance, and it's a beautiful thing. Oh, amen. Amen to that. Absolutely. <laughs> How did the practice of meditation enter your life? Oh, so as I said before, I was really pretty determined, Victor. Like I still, you know, Taurus moon, super stubborn. Once I lock into a path, we are going all the way in. Okay. Um, and I knew that I wanted to attempt what it would feel like for my spirit to leave my body. And so I devoted, oh my gosh, weekends and hours after work and, you know, for a number of months. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To try to attempt out-of-body out travel. Now, I, I had some success with that, but it, 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 when I look back, it's like, oh, of course. Spirit was also kind of behind the scenes, nudging me through this meditative practice to... Um, be able to sort of uh, come into my own psychic gifts. So I was seeing, I was hearing messages in my mind and voices and, and things would pop into my mind during and after meditation. Um, I would get visits from, uh, I would see faces in my mind that I didn't know, people who I weren't a part of my life, who 
um, I later understood were spirits that were coming to say hello to me. Some of them were guides. Some of them were connections of other people in my life that I could affirm later. But it was it was surprising, shocking. I didn't know what to do with it at the beginning. Now, this was the early 2000s. So like, I wasn't able to Google it, <laughs> you know? So like, <laughs> I had to just sort of trust that this kind of this meditation process was leading me somewhere. And yeah, I mean, you know, it became a little obsessive for a while, but I'm really glad that it did because it just sparked this amazing awareness that like I had these extrasensory perception abilities and uh, connection ability to connect with the other side and, and receive messages and help people. And so I just started doing that. I mean, it would happen in really random and uh, coincidental ways. And, um, and at the time, my husband was also uh, exploring his own gifts as a medium. And so we would have people over to our house, I would make a pot of coffee and some cookies and we would, we would offer messages for anybody that wanted. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. It was just a really sweet kind of homey, come on into our home, you know, welcome people into our home and do these little groups. And so that's what we did for quite a while, both of us. When you were trying the astral projection, did you ever do any remote viewing? I didn't. I didn't um, do remote viewing. I'm super curious. Um, later, in, now that I'm a little later in my life, 20 plus years later, I'm super curious about remote viewing. But no, nope. I, you know, I have to remember that, like, I was kind of, kind of, I was open and hungry, but I was also guarded, you know, still about doing too much or exploring, <laughs> you know, um, I, I just stayed in that lane. You know, I didn't really veer from it um, a whole lot. But have you had experiences with remote viewing? Yes. And uh, we've actually had guests on who talk about that. We, we can share that offline, but I just was curious sure. as to whether or not any of that manifested for you. <laughs> no. um, what would you say to those who say they can't meditate or are easily distracted when practicing? Uh, well, I'm also... I'm also one of those people, um, especially because I have a really busy family and a really busy life. I've, I don't, I don't have the time I used to have to sit to have, sit and meditate. But plus, um, for people who don't um, can't sit still or don't, that's just not comfortable for their body. You really want to pay attention to that because there are so many other options. There is no one size fits all way to meditate. I'm huge fan of nature walks, for example, as a meditation, um, just staring at the sky, lay on the ground, look at the sky, candle gaze, light a candle, and just stare at the flame for 10-15 minutes, breathe. Just breathing in a quiet room for 10-15 minutes, there are so many options you really need to kind of work with the variety of different options to see what really works for you, what works best for you. I really encourage a ton of experimentation um, around the meditation in particular. Absolutely. What inspired your book, Meditation for Psychic Development? So, you know, I, I have to say, it's really funny. I'm here talking to you right now, but um, I'm, I'm super introverted. And so when I started this process and I recognized that I had psychic gifts that were starting to emerge, um, Rather than like trying to find a group class or 
even even talk about it with anybody else because I really wasn't willing or ready to do that. Um, I structured, I created like my own curriculum for developing. I just, I, I studied, I read everything under the sun about this. I, I put together a plan for myself. I deciphered what kind of meditations I was going to need to do at each little step and little phase. If it was grounding for protection, I needed to figure out what I was going to do for that. To open my third eye, what did I need to do for that? What did I need to do to be to enhance my clairvoyance or my clairaudience? You know, and so I started to add to my own practice, and that was a meditation. And then I realized that I wanted to give this to other people. Like if there are other people in the world who are just coming in or curious or want to know, but aren't really ready to like share it, you know, shout it off of the rooftops. <laughs> um, you can, you can have this process and it can be private and it can be very fulfilling and it can be eye-opening. Um, not everybody's ready to take that leap. And so honestly, this was like a, a nod to people who really prefer to um, find a way to develop on their own. And meditation is a great way to do that. Being married to a woman who has authored, and I'm, I'm going to say this not very softly because she doesn't admit to it, 45 books. <gasps> I know what it's like to be in the book writing process and yeah. be the partner to someone in a book writing process. <laughs> How did your husband support you? Oh my gosh. Well, I can say with utmost certainty that oof, he took a, he just took the lead in the household. Now I, by the nature of who I am, I'm kind of the in charge of the household in general. And when we had to kind of divide those duties or split those, or he would just kind of take charge and uh, coordinate. And it was a huge growth process for our marriage and for our family. Um, because the kids were like, what's dad doing? <laughs> Why aren't we having meatloaf tonight? He doesn't usually cook tonight. Um, he was he was amazing. And because he's also written a book himself, he knew already the, the amount of concentration time, sometimes spontaneity, sometimes setting time, but then you, you have to work longer because suddenly you're inspired. Um, so yeah, wonder, I couldn't have had the most or a more supportive partner during this time. That's it was wonderful. Great. It was awesome. That's wonderful. My guest is Shanda Parkinson. Her book is called Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense. Please tell our listeners where they can get your book and find out more about you. Great. Okay. So my website, which is my first and last name, .com, shandaparkinson.com, C-H-A-N-D-A, Shanda like Panda, Parkinson, P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N.com. You can go right to my homepage and it will, sh it will lead you right to my book. Wonderful. And do you have any offerings on your website? I do. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm uh, actually uh, holding some classes and workshops in coordination with my book. So go to visit, hop over to my events page. Um, I also have a, a membership Patreon site. And so if folks want to hop onto Patreon, you can become a member for 10 bucks a month. And I've got, oh my gosh, all sorts of meditation and tarot and astrology and all sorts of fun videos and lessons that you can do at your own pace. And we'll be back with more of Shanda after these words on the OM Times Radio Network. The best of the holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. OM Times Radio. 
IOM FM. OM Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. OM Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Imagine yourself being transported to India, to the banks of the Ganga, and an ashram in Rishikesh. Visualize that you are welcome to satsang with an American sannyasi who shares the wisdom of her guru. Your visualization has manifested. Join Satvi Bhagawati Saraswati for inspiration and transformation every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on OM Times Radio. Dad, I picked up your pills, made your lunch, and your laundry is done. When you care for a loved one, you take care of everything. But are you taking care of yourself? Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back on Destination Unlimited, my guest this week, Shanda Parkinson. We're talking about her book, Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense. Many of our listeners are familiar with the clairs, clairvoyance to see, clairaudience to hear, clairsentience to feel, claircognizance to know. Even some have gifts involving smell and taste. I have all the clairs and jokingly refer to myself as an eight clair. <laughs> How may we determine which clair or combination of clairs we have? Ah, uh, fabulous. And you touched upon such an important part of uh, the beginning phase of psychic development for people that are brand new to all of this. Um, because oftentimes people are like, where do I start? Well, figure out, let's figure out what your, your natural psychic receiving mechanisms are. How do you receive info? What is your, your antenna? Um, how is your antenna working for you? And, and so the way to know just the beginning inklings is to, wonder about things like, are you a visual learner? Do, are you best supported with visual aids as a student? Or do you love movies? Do you love, do you learn best when you're seeing pictures in front of your eyes? Do you have a really vibrant imagination? Do you see pictures in your mind? That would lend to a very natural clairvoyant um, uh, capacity. Somebody who gets thought forms in their head or hears things or has solutions pop into their mind from out of the blue that weren't there before. Excellent problem solvers in the world. People who have just interesting information that they couldn't have possibly had before pop into their mind. Those are the clairaudience. Um, and then clairsentience, of course, are the impasse. They function and receive through their solar plexus, their hearts. You know, they easily pick up vibes in their environment. They can feel easily the emotions of other people. Um, it's a feeling or a sense that they have that's clairsentient, of course. And then claircognizance are just the, the people that know things. You don't know how you know, you just know. And that's always kind of been your MO. 
you know things, even even can get very specific things that you know, and like, where did that come from? It's out of the blue. I don't know how I could have possibly known that. And like you said, then you might have a combination of all of the above. Um, a great way is to even reflect on your zodiac sign. So your sun sign can tell you a lot based on the element and the, the element and also the planet uh, that rules uh, your sign. You can, it can tell you a, a tremendous amount about the psychic receiving aspect. So for example, my sun sign is Gemini. It's ruled by Mercury. Gemini is an air sign. So you can pretty well guarantee on some level I'm going to be receiving through the mental planes. So I'm up here in my, my, you know, sixth and seventh chakras, fifth, sixth, seventh communicator. I'm a channel. I receive information. Ask me a question, any question. I'm probably going to be able to channel for you some answers about that. So the beginning steps of even just stepping back and starting to analyze and like you said, like we talked about before, reflecting back on your youth, if you're an adult, right? And reflect back on your youth. What was, what were you naturally gifted with? You know, I was the class counselor. <laughs> Everybody came to me with their problems. I mean, you know, like I was solving relationship issues for my friends, all my friends. Looking back and starting to piece together some of the, you know, the puzzle pieces um, is going to give you a tremendous sense of like, focus on your strengths. Where do I begin? Begin at the beginning, begin where, you know, where you know your strengths lie and then let it, let it fly from there. Um, and creating the right conditions for that development is really important as I, I've learned that my psychic abilities came to me accidentally by happenstance because I was creating the right conditions for them to emerge from me. I wasn't necessarily even seeking that. And so with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's why I'm such a huge proponent for meditation, but there's multiple ways you can go about uh, uh, developing your abilities. So anyway. And your book, Meditation for yep. Psychic Development, actually tells you, based upon your sun sign, what type of clairs you may have or may be able to develop. Yes, it does. And it breaks it down. Um, each of the chapters, just we focus on the four main clairs. So clairvoyance, yes, it will break down clairaudience, clairsentience, uh, claircognizance. And so you can kind of get a sense based on your own sign where you sort of fit um, in the category. And like 
It's not a 100% because obviously your chart is multifaceted. <laughs> your astrology's chart is super multifaceted. So, um, but again, what we're looking to do is just find an entry point, right? A place to take the steps forward first, and then it will expand and grow from there, you know? Absolutely. Your new book offers meditations directed at developing these clairs. Can you share one or two examples with us? Absolutely. Well, and first of all, like, um, if you're going to do a meditation on the clairs, it's very, very visual. Obviously, you're going to walk through a visualization. Um, I really super believe in the importance of grounding and protection as the beginning step for everybody, no matter what your clairs are. So certainly the book takes you through as well. Um, before you begin some of the other meditations, get the grounding, getting the centering, getting the protection in place that you need to really let your, your gifts fly. And so there's there's a meditation for each of the clairs. There's also a meditation for grounding and protection. Absolutely. And can you give us one or two examples? Absolutely. Okay. So the grounding meditation um, will, uh, uh, you will be asked to sit quietly, take some nice deep breaths and imagine grounding cords attached to the bottoms of your feet. And those grounding cords are going to take you and pull you all the way down to the center of the earth you're going to release down those grounding cords, anything that you don't want that is not serving your highest good and to kind of set the, the tone and the foundation. And then the next thing it will do is the meditation will lead you through a heart centering uh, part of the meditation where you're opening and centering your heart as I believe that's really, really important uh, that we are grounded and also centered in our heart. And then the third part of the meditation will help you clear your mind through what I call the white room of your mind. So we're actually going in and you're imagining yourself in a white room in the center of your mind. And you're actually going to witness and notice all the thought forms that are moving in and out of that room. And you're actually going to take control of that space. And you're going to exit all the thoughts out of the room, close the doors, be in the white room of your mind. And once you do that, then the fourth step is the protection. So this big waterfall of light is going to pour down over you from the divine, protecting you from any unneeded, any unwanted disturbances or influences. I would say that to me is the key. Like I, I, I'm telling people left and right, don't skip over anything in this book. <laughs> it's actually in order. Um, do your best, the best you can. I know it's exciting to want to skip ahead and find yourself, you know, but if you can generously and patiently go through each, you know, offer each chapter, um, uh, an opportunity to support your path, you'll see the benefits of it really quickly. And so that obviously that starts with grounding and protection. I feel like and, that's- And key. you refer to these practices as developing our spiritual armor. What does this armor protect us from? Ooh, well, the spiritual armor is just, you know, the energetic disturbances, um, uh, gosh, every time, you know, when you walk in a room and you feel, you can feel the energy is kind of heavy or weighty we, you know, everything is energy, thought forms, motion. I live in a house with four other people. So if I'm not putting my spiritual armor around me, 
I'm going to walk in my middle child's room, for example, and there might have been some middle school drama going on. <laughs> and I want to keep myself somewhat buffered from that if I'm going to be working on a professional level and with other people and, and also just for uh, for my own sake and my own spiritual development, it lends this really beautiful advantage so that whatever the energetic disturbances are in your world, you can move through it with grace, with ease, with confidence, uh, and with safety. Uh, so you don't pick up. Some people are really spongy. Um, their auras are really spongy, you know, where you can pick up a lot of unnecessary things. And we don't even need to know what those things are. You know, you don't have to sit back and analyze it all, but just know that um, your spiritual armor through ongoing practices like meditation and opening your psychic skills will definitely lend you this really beautiful advantage. Especially for all of our empaths out there. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And the, the thing that's interesting about empathy and being super empathic is, is actually we want empaths to have their hearts wide open because it it lends a more natural um, uh, ability to receive when your heart's open because that's how you're designed to receive. So when we we try closing our hearts down, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to walk through life with your heart closed down because you're afraid of what you're going to feel. And so when you're practicing meditation, you're grounded, you're protected, your energy field is protected, you feel centered and ready, your heart's open, you're going to move through life and it's just going to feel much, much better for you. And you can operate fully within the scope of your own abilities without feeling afraid of what you might and yeah. And healthy boundaries, something that many of us need to establish. Oh, absolutely. Healthy boundaries. One of the things that I speak about with my students, and I work mostly individually, one-on-one, -on -one, um, through the psychic development program that I have called the Psychic Boot Camp, because I believe that because we are so, all such different receivers, it's really nice to have a mentor that guides you to your own gifts and abilities specifically. But, but to do that process um, and to go out into your life, you do need to be willing to shut shut down or, or turn the switch off <laughs> and turn the switch on. And so you don't have to walk around wide open to whatever it is that might be going on around you that you want to pick up and receive. I really encourage switch, you know, turn the switch off so that you can function and also be in your normal life. And then set these practices aside so that you can turn the switch on in your training. You're training your spirit team, your spiritual team, you're training your, your body to work with you. So you feel like you can leverage just a little bit of power over what's going on. So it's not constantly coming at you because that's, that's a recipe for exhaustion and burnout. Absolutely. With every chapter in Meditation for Psychic Development, you suggest that readers develop the practice of keeping a journal of their experiences. What type of information should they record in their ah, journals? That's a great question. So I, you know, we hear journaling. Journaling is talked about a lot right now. Um, it's a very popular form of self-reflection. 
um, when you're journaling for your psychic development practice, what you're doing is, is you're actually writing down of what did you feel, first of all, <clears throat> after a meditation? What did you see or sense? Uh, what was happening? How was your body responding to the subtle energy field? Did you get tingles in your crown chakra? Did you feel pressure or heat? Did you feel the presence of somebody walking the room? It's okay if you didn't get any further than that, but we want to keep some track and record keeping because over the course of time, what you'll discover is you'll see a pattern emerging, like similar things will keep coming to you. Why do I keep seeing a, um, a lighthouse, for example? Or why do I keep giving, getting images of rocky waters when I'm doing a reading for someone? Those are repetitive things that over time spirit has told me, this is how we're gonna work together. This is how you're gonna know somebody's dealing with some intense emotional stuff or that they're a beacon, that lighthouse, you know, they need to shut their light down a little bit. It's too bright. They're attracting too much to themselves right now. So over the course of time, you start to recognize patterns and it's all about the patterns so that you can more easily and readily identify when you are receiving something versus something where you might just be wondering about in your imagination. Absolutely. And getting back to the empath question again, because I have a lot of friends, I'm an empath and I have a lot of friends who are empaths and a lot of sure. our listeners are empaths. What do you do with the psychic vampires? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Well, I can tell you what works for me. Um, well, first of all, you manage, you know, you learn to manage your relationships, obviously, and don't be afraid to say no. Um, you know, it takes some courage. It takes courage to be willing to even assert uh, those kinds of boundaries. But I also always encourage um, that you find a way to release and relinquish, cut ties with any negative or toxic energy. Um, pray. <laughs> mm. Do a ton of prayer. I ask constantly for guides to, you know, Keep at a distance um, folks that aren't necessarily going to be serving my highest good. Mm -hmm. And that, that's where my prayer practice come is, comes into play. Um, that is usually really successful uh, for me. Um, yeah, I guess prayer practice, mindfulness, being aware, being willing to say no, being willing to assert those boundaries. I think that's really, um, really, really important. And something that I learned late in life, the word no is a complete sentence. <laughs> my, guest, my guest is Shanda Parkinson. Her book is called Meditation for Psychic Development. We'll be back with more after these words on the OM Times Radio Network. Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly to bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates, nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, please visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, host of Om Times Magazine's flagship radio show, What is Going On? 
My passion is sifting through information, research and innovations from new thought teachers, speakers and researchers pushing back the boundaries of what we know about life, energy, metaphysics and the universe. I love shifting perceptions about who we are, why we're here and how quickly impossible becomes normal when we open our minds, expand our awareness and accept that the only limits that exist are those we place upon ourselves. So if you're the kind of forward-thinking, eager investigator of what lies beyond the current reality that most perceive, why not make a date to come play with me in the field of possibilities at 4pm Pacific Time, 7pm Eastern Time every Thursday, and together we can discover what's really going on. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn, but not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Back on Destination Unlimited, my guest this week, Shanda Parkinson. Her book is called Meditation for Psychic Development. I often hear personally messages that are helpful and also avoid danger. A few years ago, I had my wife and uh, our son, and we were on a local highway, and it was pretty much speed limit, 55, 60 miles an hour. I was in the extreme left-hand lane. And a voice in my head said, get out of this lane now. And having learned to listen to that voice whenever it tells me something, I pulled into the center lane. And within five seconds, there was a multiple car accident in that left lane. And had I not made that move, we would have been in the middle of that accident. Wow. How may we discern messages that are coming from spiritual source from Thank those you. manifesting by ego? I appreciate it. And it's so, so, I spend a lot of time thinking about that question. And obviously, a lot of the people that I work with do as well. Um, here's a, a general rule of thumb. And I say general, because obviously, it's going to be more nuanced, uh, depending on who you are and how you receive. But generally, something that is more like a whisper that kind of comes to you from out of the blue, not anything that you were previously thinking about, Nothing that was 
you know, like, you know, how we get in a rut in our minds about certain things and issues and problems that are going on in our lives, and we sit and spin in our minds. That's often ego's way of sort of taking hold and obsessing about certain things. But when you're out of the blue, suddenly in a situation, and something reaches you from beyond, seemingly from beyond, out of the blue, not even anything you were aware of or thinking about, it is at least worth pausing. It is, it is worth pausing. It's worth paying attention to what your body is doing, how your body and your sixth sense is telling you that this is coming from a divine place, that this is something worth noticing, that, that at least it deserves, it deserves a pause. The energy that your body receives when you're receiving something from the divine, from guides, from wherever it is that it comes from, from your team, from your loved ones, is generally going to give you some energy. It's going to make you feel a zing. It's going to make you feel like you need to take an action step. It's going to light you up or fire you up in some way, shape, or form. And the thought of taking that action feels right. So when you had that happen to you, geez, I don't know where this is coming from. Boy, it feels important. I'm getting a zing here. I need to pull over. Don't know why, but I'm trusting that this is. And then usually we don't get to know the benefits of those insights until later, right? We don't Absolutely. often get to know why, you know? Why would I had a social event planned? I decided not to go. Um, it just I got out of the blue in the last minute, in the final hour, as I was getting ready. I didn't want to go. Well, guess what? Somebody at that party had tested positive for COVID. So, hmm. <laughs> I didn't know why. But boy, I certainly knew something was up. And you don't often get to have that validation in the moment. And I think that that's the encouragement that I like to give people is it's okay if you don't know in real time, exactly Absolutely. what it is, you know? Interesting that you mentioned that. I was supposed to attend in Chicago a business conference uh, last week or two weeks ago, rather. And uh, I had my airline set, I had my hotel reservation set and something told me, don't go. Yeah. And I had, fortunately I was able to cancel my reservations. I didn't lose any money or anything like that. It turns out that I had friends who did attend, and some of the people that were there became were COVID positive without knowing it. Oh, yeah. So that voice, that voice, when I listen to that voice, 99.9% of the time, the advice is good. It is good. And then, or if it's not a voice, it's a feeling, or if it's a, if it's just a knowing, uh, it doesn't matter for you how, how it works. And, and on the flip side of the coin, it's not always giving you warning signals, that voice or that knowing is also giving you really super positive action steps. Like, I don't know why, but I really need to sign up for this class. It keeps coming across my, my desktop on my laptop. I don't know what the deal is. I've never had an interest in this before, but I feel like I need to sign up for this class. And then it turns out to be something that is very transformative and life-changing. Have you so, been looking also, over my shoulder? Are you standing behind me looking over at Well, I am right psychic. No, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Also, within your book, you offer meditations to uh, do things like clear energy blocks in our chakras. Give us an example. 
Yes, um, really super easy way to clear an energy block in your chakra is actually with your own hands. And so a really simple way is to, first of all, put your hands together in a prayer form, fingers interlocked, and just rub your hands together in circles and create some friction and just wake up those healing centers in your hands, which we all have, right? We all have these beautiful healing centers in our hands that can help us. And then you can just take one of your hands when you've kind of woken up those healing centers, take one of your hands and just really gently massage each of those energy centers. Just, you don't even have to touch your skin. You can just rotate your hand in a circular motion right on top of your crown chakra, then go right down to the, your third eye give that a little massage and energy massage. You can feel the energy moving under your hand. It feels like, like you're, you're, you're rotating a rubber ball of energy. And that actually helps clear your energy field. It helps open, it, help, it helps align your chakras and it helps you better manage your own uh, flow of energy. And so I'm all about managing, you know, the energy. We're creating the right conditions for you to receive <clears throat> through your own innate abilities. And then you're also giving yourself this opportunity to open your channel as, as wide and become as aligned as you possibly can. Absolutely. One of the benefits I've derived from developing my gifts is that it helps me with problem solving, both for myself and for others. How may this be achieved? You can achieve this through, oh gosh, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of this type of journaling exercise where you write down a particular problem or certain question, and then you go through the grounding meditation or you go through just a brief centering meditation of any kind. Really, it doesn't matter. Just quiet yourself, open your mind, get centered, go back to the page allow whatever comes to you to flow out onto the page. This can be an amazing exercise because sometimes what will end up coming through, it's sort of like automatic writing, but different, where you're just allowing whatever comes through you to hop onto the page. Sometimes you can look back and see what you've written and you'll have all sorts of different things that didn't even occur to you and may take you in a completely different direction that you weren't anticipating. And so I really do feel that um, really aligning your energy field and being grounded and centered and then tuning in to a specific question or problem itself in that space of quiet um, is a wonderful way to, again, like some of the greatest geniuses, artists and musicians of all time <clears throat> can um, have channeled, we're connected to the unknown, we're connected to the divine, we're connected to this other place where solutions and changes that are needed um, came to them. You know, Einstein quoted intuition or um, credited intuition for a lot of the things that happened to him. And so I think that um, we all have access to that. It's just creating those conditions. Absolutely. How may these gifts be used to enhance and bring clarity to our relationships? Mm. The interesting thing about developing your own psychic abilities, and I can speak from personal experience being with a super psychic uh, partner as well, and somebody who, you know, appreciates working on his own spirituality, is that it, it gives you a, 
a stronger sense of being able to tune into each other's rhythms and moods and kind of help gauge what's needed. Sometimes you can even find yourself thinking each other's thoughts or finishing up each other's thoughts or even reading each other's minds in a way that can kind of lend, um, it, it kind of cuts out the guesswork um, in a relationship when you have this opportunity to connect on these other planes. And so developing psychic gifts enhances relationships. I, I have, I am so tuned into my kids in real time, you know, like just out of a regular meditation practice, I'm, I'm able to really sense and tune in much easier to them. And I can tell you right now, if I do not uh, do some type of grounding or meditation in my day, I can tell the difference. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a little bit more scattered <laughs> and I'm definitely not as tuned into my environment and what's going on around me. And so I pr much prefer to have, like I call it, I tell my kids, it's my spidey senses. Mm. I prefer to have my spidey senses on so that I can kind of know um, and feel into what's happening in the people around me. What would you like readers to take away from meditation for psychic development? I think the biggest thing I would love for people to take away from this is, is that you absolutely can do this. And even if you're thinking to yourself, you know, who am I? You know, I'm, there's nothing special about me or my gifts or anything. And I just say that's fooey because we all are very, very different and very special in our own ways. Um, and it's, it, it's worth it and you deserve it. You deserve the opportunity to walk through this path wide open, heart and mind wide open because you will discover things that you never thought you were capable of and you will provide yourself such a, a joyful and magical opportunity to know more of yourself. The words of Shanda Parkinson, her book is called Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense. Shanda, one more time, please tell our listeners where they can get your book and find out more about you. Absolutely. Hop on my website, which is my first and last name.com, Shanda Parkinson, C-H-A-N-D-A-P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N. You can also browse my services page and see that you can hop onto a free consultation to talk about developing your own psychic gifts with a mentor. So I would really look into that. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm also on Patreon. I have a site there that affords you the chance to go at your own pace with all sorts of awesome lessons uh, on the metaphysics. And uh, there's free blog blogs and articles on my website. So if you just want to browse and get to know a little bit more about me, feel free to do so. Shanda, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. It was great to meet you, Victor. And great to meet you. And thank you for joining us on Destination Unlimited. I'm Victor, the voice Furman. Have a wonderful week.